let's get it on. Welcome to the Strength and Skills Podcast by your hosts, Nick and, and Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> All right, let's get it on. The first topic of the day is we have to do it as we have it already in German and the response is massive. Yeah, and we got some requests to do it in English too. It's the pool talk. So the topic today is talking about pull-ups, chin-ups and muscle-ups. We start off with the pull-up and talking a little bit about the biomechanics of the pull-up. Mm -hmm. As uh, in my opinion, yeah. um, I think most people pull their pull-ups in a way that's not the best for their shoulders. Mm-hmm. And you, you already know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a it's a discussion Nick and, and me had pretty often, uh, in, especially in re or in the last years, um, since there aren't many studies or especially not many good studies out there uh, analyzing movements that we find in calisthenics, being pull up or chin up, or muscle up for example I think there's nothing yeah. I haven't found there, there, there are some, some I, I found like up to 10 or something okay and it's mostly about muscle recruitment okay um, how it works and all that stuff so uh, we will come to that later on yeah 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 but uh, first of all um, we need to talk about the pull up is a vertical pull exactly so Should I start? As you I like. Uh, or, or do you want to start? I, I do, I do. Okay, I, I just go first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I see in most people pulling is uh, they started as a vertical pull and suddenly when they reach the 90 degree angle in the elbow, they start making it into a kind of a vertical horizontal pulling. Mm -hmm stuff this is i like to call it the snake movement mm -hmm. um and that's something it always goes by with uh, rounded um shoulders mm -hmm. and mostly it's also a little bit of uh the spine really getting not into this arch position And you're most most of the people lose the depression of the shoulder blades. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah. When you look at it on a biomechanical uh, view, that's gonna cause some troubles for most of the people. So, loads of people do their pull-ups in a way that they're gonna hurt their biceps, and they don't even realize and think it's because of the dips on all that other other pushing stuff. But actually, it is because when you do your pulling and lose the depression, especially on the top of the movement where we are talking mm -hmm. about right yeah. now, um, the, sh the, the shoulder blades turns and you uh, get into a position where your supraspinatus... Mm -hmm. Supra and infraspinatus, yeah. Both. They, they get squeezed. Yeah, like the the subacromial space yeah. gets more little and then it depends on the anatomy of the person and it could 
cause irritations of the infrared supraspinatus. And that, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot. And people have problems with that. And they have really like like saw traps and all that stuff because of that. Mm-hmm. Because everything then really, really gets tight. And then you have some problems. Um, and that's a main issue of, of the pulling that I see in the calisthenics world. Mm-hmm. So... It is okay to pull like that when you go for heavy weights. That 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 I have mm-hmm. to say in the first uh, yeah. thing. But you definitely need also to pull at least in the accessory with a depression and more chest up. You don't need to arch a lot, mm-hmm. but you should have the chest a little bit more up so that you can really do the depression of the scapula mm-hmm. and that's that's what, I, what when i when i say depression that means pulling the shoulder blade down really down not not just together but the mostly most important thing is to have it pulled down yeah so yeah my my take on it um uh, is i mean part part uh, partly, I, I greatly agree with what you say. I think um, so. I like to divide the pull up a bit more into the vertical and the horizontal movement that you find. So, until the 60 degree flexion, so not right after the 90 degree flexion, mm-hmm. I think it's very, very important to activate your lat well, to have a great activation in your latissimus, to put your chest up and really recruit as many back muscles as possible. The second part of the movement, when you're over the 60 uh, grade angle, um, I think, especially on high loads, and I agree with you that if you're a beginner or intermediate, it's extremely important to learn to keep your shoulders down and in a safe spot and just gain the control over over your uh, your your shoulder blades, mm-hmm. um, as with loads that aren't heavy and don't go over sixty to let's say seventy percent of your one RM. You should be able to have enough control there. I think over that and let's be honest, uh, those loads like over seventy percent. You usually don't do in training, except your training. You have like an intensity mesocycle, or your uh, training, or peaking for a, for an event. Um, there, it is allowed to round a bit your shoulders, just because it's easier. Like the second part of the movement, and you will move more weight. Yeah, you will move more weight because like pulling uh, your. One RM with your shoulders pressed down is like you you won't make it. The the yeah. thing you will do is you will round a bit, and in the second part of the movement you use a bit more biceps. So the 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 pull up, uh, as we were saying before, the second part of the movement does use a lot of biceps. It's very important where you go with your elbows. That's one thing. Definitely. Yeah. That you like just not flaring out the elbows like crazy, for example, keeps your shoulder in a better position already. Let's say if you completely go out with your elbows and do like this over the bar, it's not optimal. But if you if you manage to keep them a bit closer to your body, already the shoulders are in a better position. Yeah. But to say that really clear right here, 
Very important in that position is the elbows still have to move next to your yeah. body or behind it and not staying with the elbows oh, before one. the body. That's yeah. a very, very common thing for a lot of people and that causes problems, definitely. Yeah, so yeah, I agree with that. So I think for an off-season uh, time, it's good for hypertrophy, especially. Definitely. Keeping your shoulder blades down on top uh, and on top just recruits more back muscles and you use less arm muscles, let's say less biceps. But if you do uh, variations like chin-ups in those periods of time, which recruit uh, a bit more muscles than the pull-up uh, generally, um, you have anyway enough biceps work in it. And if you really want to, you can do some curls at the end of the workout if you feel- You should do some <laughs> if, you, if you feel that your, your biceps has, uh, hasn't gotten enough working or if you're working with very wide variations of pull-ups for example and exactly as you said the the, the risk to uh, for injury uh, that's something I, I've tried to look up and I found one pretty decent study uh, which analyzed the pull-up versus the chin-up um, mm-hmm. versus the wide pull-up and let's say, as uh, so a disclaimer, we're not physiotherapists, we're trainers. And it's uh, what we're saying now, it's just experience we gained over the years uh, with stuff we, we read online and principally what it said. And it agreed with what I've seen in my clients and myself. So the, the switch from a passive to an active hang can be pretty risky, especially if you have a high load on it. And you should try to stay in a bit more active and depressed hang when you hang on a bar without exaggerating, obviously. Especially in the chin-up, it looks like um, doing this very, very often can um, irritate your, your supra and infraspinatus. It's not like this for everyone. Everyone's built differently. For someone, it will cause problems. For other people, it never will. And for the top part, it didn't seem to change a lot. So it wasn't uh, too bad if the shoulder, the, the, the people that were in the studies were uh, trained people. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, from gymnastics background usually, so they had a pretty decent control of their shoulder blades. Um, in untrained people, you saw that in wide pull-ups, where the shoulder blades control is not is more difficult, and they rounded their shoulders a lot in the mm-hmm. top of the movement, there was a risk of impingement, while in the pull-up and the chin-up, it didn't seem um, that the subacromal space where it was getting little enough to like rub against uh, the, the tissue. Of course, if you do hundreds of pull up a day and you're like, you're built a certain way, it could lead to risks. Uh, I had an impingement um, in like problem a few years back, especially from uh, not keeping my shoulders depressed during planche, something I didn't know back in the day was years and years ago and like keep like it um, it hurt my shoulder and it hurt like I couldn't really do planche for over half a year um, until I got a coach and got it fixed 
and uh, in pull-ups, for example, I felt it in the in the switch between passive and active hang, especially in the one-arm pull-up variations. While the top was, for example, never really a problem or never felt bad or I didn't feel any irritation at all. So that's like a personal personal um, like experience I made. And like you said, especially in times where you prepare for a for a competition. Uh, pulling with your biceps a lot and rounding your shoulders a bit. If you see, if you see the strongest pullers, pullers in the world, they do that a lot because you just move more weight like that way. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. That's, 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 that's yeah. out, of, out of asking. Um, what most people underrate a little bit is um, the thing with, with this, with the art of pulling with mm -hmm. depressed with a depressed scapula yeah. um, is something if you do that a lot it has a big transfer effect yeah. to the pull up with rounded shoulders so for me i program that for everyone mm -hmm. um, of my athletes mm -hmm. everyone does that mm -hmm. with arched back and chest to bar You know, even if they don't even ch uh, touch the bar, that that's something that depends on how you're built. Mm -hmm. um, but we will come to that later on. Um, the thing with that is, if you don't do it, a lot of people get very uh, high, kind of hyperactive um, elevator scapula. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of uh, a muscle that pulls... The shoulder blade up and from my experience a lot of people have that when they don't do enough of depressing the scapula uh, as this muscle has to work all the time and then it gets really tight and then it hurts and then you get a little bit of yeah like 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 uh, pain in the neck and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, so it goes a lot on the traps generally yeah kind of okay. it's not the traps yeah it's the elevator yeah yeah you but, it, but it, it feels like the traps mm -hmm. um and the problem with that is that most people have a little bit of yeah like like a weak trap free mm -hmm. and that's the one that pulls your shoulder blade actually down and that that's where the problems come from and if you look at yourself while you sit or whatever you do right now, when you sit right now and when you pull the shoulder blades down, you actually just get the chest up. And that's the thing why you need to train uh, things like the trap three as it actually helps you to even sit better. <laughs> that's, that's an easy way. So and not to talk about the transfer in a lot of other movements that like we use in skilled calisthenics, for example, I like use like gerundal sternums to prepare for rowing movements like uh, rowing movements for like front lever, front lever pull up, etc., etc. It's just the right to understand the right position of the scapula. It's very, very useful. Yeah, very, very useful. So, you, so if you pull like that, that's Probably the reason why people like Ivan Kaitas. Yeah. Yeah. They they said, yeah, 
I just did pull-ups and then I was able to do uh, front levers. Yeah, and he's like 185 or something. Like he's a big dude. <laughs> I, I think yeah. he's like 180 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whatever. Or I don't know. Like, whatever. He's a big dude. <laughs> uh, the thing with that is, when when people are able to do a front lever just because of pull-up training, they probably train their pull-up pull-up the right way mm -hmm. because uh, normally most people are not able to hold a front lever just because of pull-ups. Yeah. Or the shoulders completely, like, go yeah. forward. That's, sure. That's the We're talking about yeah. a good front lever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a full retraction in a front lever is yeah. pretty rare. Very, very rare. But, uh, I mean, a neutral position, which means you actively are putting your shoulders down and retracting yeah, definitely. in a front view. Um, what, we, what we should talk about a little bit with the pull-up is um, the way, the, 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 how, what, what happens when you uh, do different things in the pull-up. Like, if you grip wider, Most people think, yeah, that, that makes me my back very big. Yeah, yeah that's like the classic. That, that, Go wide, get wide or something like that. <laughs> I, I don't know it in English. Yeah. The thing with that is, um, you have like, if, if you look at a lat and you, you look at a, at a back of someone, that looks like a V. Um, and the lower parts of the V, these, this is the part of the latissimus where the vertical uh, muscle fibers are. And the upper part of the V, so round about the area where your shoulder blades are, this is um, where the horizontal um, parts of the muscle fibers are. And when you grip the pull-up very wide, then you use more of the muscle fibers uh, that go horizontal, so the upper part. And um, when you grip like like a normal grip or something just a tiny bit more than shoulder wide usually yeah. yeah then you usually use a little bit more of the vertical um, muscle fibers and why this is important when you do like weighted pull-ups and this even counts for chin-ups because that doesn't change um, it makes sense to pull your your pull <laughs> Um, actually with like a shoulder wide grip and even activate the um, vertical muscle fibers too mm -hmm. as you will need all of the fibers to get that weight up yeah. and that's something uh, a lot of people do underestimate they think they think the rom is shorter because they uh, like have a wider grip but you just can't recruit as ma as many muscle fibers as when you grip just a tiny bit, like less wide. Definitely, definitely. And that's something uh, people always think, yeah, but when he grips wider, that's a shorter weight until yeah. the bar, and then he probably uses more weight. Yeah. If, that, if that's not ever, the case. If you ever tried to train pull-ups for a few months and you try different grips and you try a wide grip you will feel it for sure <laughs> yeah. you, you, you yeah. just you just don't move yeah. that much much weight with a wide grip i have to say for example in chin-ups i like to uh grip a tiny bit uh narrower so i take uh, like i grip shoulder wide yeah. and in the pull-up i grip a bit wider than shoulder wide 
I feel I can activate my muscles better and it's easier on my elbows, especially in the closing of the movement because I can keep them nice, um, close to my body and make them pass uh, next to my body better, pull myself towards the, the bar better. But that's like a personal thing. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, I mean, generally, I know there's people that pull chin-ups tiny bit wider than me and they tend to pull their elbows a bit more out and they manage to create more force that way and I feel like I can create more force when I keep them a bit closer to my body. Uh, actually that's something um, I see that a lot on my mm -hmm. own athletes. Mm -hmm. If you grab that a little bit uh, more narrow, no. most people pull their chin-ups a lot uh, better. Yeah. Uh, it shouldn't be too narrow. Yeah, not too, too narrow goes like too much on the biceps. But if you find a sweet spot, you can recruit a lot of like bicep strength mm -hmm. more than when you grip wider. I feel you can actually and use so, your back a little bit better. Okay. And and that too, yeah, especially the lower uh, yeah. part of the back. That's something uh, you shouldn't, shouldn't underestimate uh, how much this can affect your pulling. Um, especially on how you feel it. And that's something some people uh, do, um, like, like they, they, they get it on the wrong way. It is not that you always have to feel every muscle that, so that it works. So there is sometimes it's just like um, you don't feel it, but it still works. Yeah, I think that's something that comes a lot from like bodybuilding generally yeah. where feeling the muscle is the most important thing but I feel once you have the movement down and your technique is good and not complete shit and you know what you're doing after a certain load you won't like you won't think about what you feel in your back you yeah. pull towards the bar yeah. I mean, when you go for your so, one rep max, you probably yeah. just don't go for, how do, does my back feel today? Yeah, exactly. How do yeah. I feel the muscle? You probably just don't think about it. Yeah. It's the same as when you go for a dip. <laughs> you don't exactly. think about, oh, am I using my chest a lot yeah. today? No fucking hell. You just push yeah. that up. Yeah. And I feel it's a thing generally for compound movements. Uh, it often is like that. You, you can start feeling a muscle well and like get a pump in it but like the, the mind muscle connection thingy uh, is more like in things like lateral raises where you do 20 reps yeah, and it's uh, really about you go for isolating exactly isolating little muscles and you can really concentrate on them otherwise you have way too much stuff you need to concentrate on yeah uh, what is actually um, something most people love to have a discussion about is the thing that's now upcoming for the new competitions all over Europe so that you are allowed to do... Um, yeah, you, you can choose, actually, in, uh, between the pull-up or the chin-up for yourself mm -hmm. uh, in the competition. It's actually the same lift. Um, and a lot of people say, yeah, but you are stronger in the chin-up. That's unfair. And th those who do pull-ups, they do the real work and all that stuff. That's something a lot of people misunderstand what biomechanics do to your pulling movements. So 
If you look at the world records in pulling right now, the real good pullers, and when I look at like Matthew, when I look at Perecol, when I look at Frederick Massoon, when you look at Frederick Clerk, these are the big names right now in pulling. I think there's another Spanish guy who pulls also a lot. I forgot his name, I'm sorry. Um, all of them pull in pull-ups. And if you look at that, I think there is no reason to say, yeah, but in chin-up you're stronger. No, it is about how your biomechanics are and in then, then, then you can choose in what you are stronger. So there are some people who have like longer forearms and that's where, where it comes to it. When you have longer forearms, you're just biomechanically really in the, in the better position for doing pull-ups. Um, when you do that in chin-ups and you have long forearms, this is something where you can like compensate that a little bit as when when you look at the movement how it's done yeah then you will see doing the chin up will help those people to get the chin over the bar definitely but that's because uh yeah because of the forearms so when you uh have people who have very short forearms They're probably just, usually they're more gifted in pulling movements. That's it. Yeah, that's the same for when you when your uh, upper part of the arm is just shorter. You're probably better in dipping. Yeah, exactly. Like a short humerus. Yes. Like if you have a long humerus, you're in a bad, for a bad time. In, that's, in that's a very important thing. And um, I mean, and it's not the only thing you can base it on. Like, for example... I feel like in pulling, especially where your lat attaches on your back, it's like a big, big thing. Yeah. People whose lat like goes down until the glutes or something. Like you see, those are usually the strongest. Yeah, people. yeah. Like if, if you look, Fred, if you look Fred, like every one me. of them, you see their lat goes very, very low. Very low. Yeah. Very, very low. Um, And this, this, yeah. this is the one of the big reasons why these people can pull that good. Mm -hmm. Um, another thing is I looked up some studies about this chin-up pull-up th thing and when you look at it um, they checked out the muscle recruitment and all that stuff and there is really no big difference so the big difference is like in in a 5% range Okay. so that's for the really for the peak so if you have someone who pulls like like 100 kg and, and another one is next to him and he pulls like 100 kg, so the difference would be like 5 kg. Of course, in a competition, 5 kg do matter. Yeah. But if you really look at it, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. I so can, what uh, about this? Like, for example, I don't know my numbers in chin-ups. Uh, mm -hmm. If I talk... I, Mostly did pull-ups. I always loved pull-ups and one-arm pull-ups, not one-arm chin-ups. There was a question that came up uh, in the last po uh, podcast. Uh, since uh, often people ask me and they tell me they want to learn the one-arm chin-up. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, 
we prefer working on the one-arm pull-up uh, for a few reasons, uh, which are, first of all, if you start in the starting position in the one-arm one-arm one chin-up is isn't the best for your biceps. Like it's a lot of load, especially if you're mm -hmm. trying to learn mm -hmm. it. It's a lot of load on your on your biceps and your brachialis, especially, which is fully extended. And starting the movement in the one-arm chin-up, often people skip that part. Uh, you see it often. And if you don't skip it, first of all, it's extremely hard. And second of all, the injury risk is pretty high. Mm -hmm. Secondly, uh, closing a one-arm chin-up is way easier than closing a one-arm pull-up. Uh, just because uh, differently from the pull-up, which I feel is more different, difficult to close to uh, than a chin-up, at least for me, like from the feeling, closing a pull-up isn't as easy as closing a chin-up and I can grind a chin-up more than a pull-up because I'm a very explosive type. So I get to a certain point and in the pull-up I get to a certain point and then it's over, so or I'm over the bar or I'm not. The chin-up, I get to a certain point and then I can still use more of my biceps to get over this bar. That's, that's the difference I feel in the two movements, so how much I can grind them. And at the same time, like talking about one-arm pull-ups, um, your, your arm is kind of in the way when, uh, when you do a one-arm pull-up because you will twist a tiny bit uh, especially in the beginning and the arm is in the way which makes the movement way harder the one arm pull up so I tell the people yes in the like the beginning movement of the one arm pull up is safer and uh, then the one arm chin up and it just feels better from understanding how to depress your scapula how to activate your lat yeah. and start pulling and the closing of the movement uh, is harder and you need to work more on it but once you have a one-arm pull-up you usually have one arm two, uh, two one-arm chin-ups mm -hmm. like the transfer is goes just one way and when you have one people who can do one-arm chin-ups they don't manage to close one-arm pull-ups but if you have a person who closes one-arm pull-ups and you put them to do a one-arm chin-up on the rings for example they even manage to do two sometimes, and that's, so that's that, that does yeah. that does make sense. As uh, when you look at how the um, the lat is attached to mm -hmm. your uh, humerus, yeah, um, it that it is kind of helping turning your arm inwards. Mm -hmm. So when you look at exactly. how you how you would pull yeah. on on like. You on can, rings, for on example. rings. Yeah. If you it's if the you put some natural movement to yeah, turn them in exactly, and that's that's where, where I want to yeah. go. Yeah. So if you have someone uh, who pulls on rings, you always have these people. If you don't tell them how to pull or any restrictions on that, yeah. they always turn the palms of their ha hands yeah. to to their yeah. body. It's yeah. it's kind of a natural movement, as you said. Yeah. And uh, this is because of how the lat is attached to the humerus. And um, this is something, especially in the calisthenics world, where people just like to train on bars. Um, and they're used to do pull-ups. Um, and there has never someone been who told them how to do stuff. And there that, that, that was actually never someone. Um, 
And this is why everybody loves to do pull-ups because that's how they do it. Because most people don't even think about jumping on a bar with a chin-up grip. You, you just naturally don't think about it. Yeah. You wouldn't when, do when, it. When you want to grab something, you, you grab it in the pull-up position. You're always. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a natural thing. Or the only thing I noticed, like in rings, for example, some people start in a semi-neutral grip. Yeah. That's very, very natural too. Yeah. But, and, and then they turn in tiny bit. And yeah, 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 exactly. And this is also why everybody tells you, start your pull-up by thinking of bending the bar. Mm -hmm. Because when you do that, you actually activate the lat a little bit more. And because that's his natural position. Yeah. Because that's what he wants to do. And um, this is why, where I wanted to go is, uh, why people just don't like chin-ups. Some, some people just don't like it. it. It doesn't feel for them because they, they, never, they never did it, never trained it. So it feels unnatural for them. But in the end, the combination of pull-up, chin-up, whatever it is, the vertical pull on a ring would be what would be the best pulling arm. Thing movement just general for for, for people yeah. would, do, you, would be the do best. you do you program uh, ring pull ups like I weighted I no, or yeah yeah or I do, but in the off season yeah. off season yeah same as like some mesocycles if you did pull ups for six months it's nice to change it up especially because it's actually something I love to program for people who have some some problems with the elbows elbows the classic so. And what where I wanted to get, yeah, six months uh, of pull-ups, you often have elbow problems. And then you switch it up to chin-up or even better, like the, the ring variation yeah, even yeah, more. Yeah. And after one month or two, you're go good to go again usually. Yeah. yeah, usually that's it. All right, I think we talked about that a lot, <laughs> pretty much. Um, what I would like to talk about too is the muscle-up. The muscle-up. The muscle-up, especially um, the muscle-up, how it is to be performed in the upcoming competitions. Mm -hmm. um, because that's something a lot of people don't understand. The muscle-up is not a pull-up. And that's something, um, it starts with the, also again with the shoulder blades. Mm -hmm. um, as, as, you, as you pull a high pull, and that's not an explosive pull, there is a difference. Explosive pull-up is just really doing a pull-up very fast. And the high pull is you trying to get really high. Yeah, so like one you pull towards the bar and one you pull next to the bar. Yeah. And I think that describes actually, it well. That, that, that's it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when you do the high pull, you don't focus on uh, the retraction of the shoulder blades. So you focus more on the protraction and, but again, depression. So that's something very very uh different in the in the how you pull the pull <laughs> but i feel that's true especially for the second part of the movement so yeah when when you start you still like i feel the recruitment is best when i still 
put my chest tiny bit up, then I start pulling and once I'm at 90 degrees, I start to go more into protraction to start pushing myself yeah, even yeah, higher yeah, 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 over yeah. the bar. Like there's, there's this little switch happening or Definitely. right after, I don't know if it's right after pulling, I never analyzed it actually. But if I look at pictures of like a high pull, when you pull until your, your hips or something, usually like your shoulder blades aren't, aren't retracting yeah. and your chest doesn't go to the bar. It's impossible. Like it just doesn't work. So what, what's he, uh, very important now is when you, we had that shoulder blade thing now, um, next thing for high pull and for muscle up is how are you positioning the hips? And uh, there is a big thing with the pelvic on how you tilt the pelvic. Mm -hmm. So if you start your muscle up and even your high pull with an anterior pelvic tilt, which is, if you, if you don't want to talk in that language, um, like, like an, if, you, if you start that with an arched back, a very arched back, mm -hmm. yeah, um, you, there will be the moment when you switch from this anterior pelvic tilt into a neutral or posterior pelvic tilt. And this is something that is used by gymnasts a lot to get more momentum in it. They use it as a kip thing to get over the bar and do their stuff on, on the bar because they also have their bar routines, mm -hmm. the, the gymnasts, especially yeah. women. Um, yeah, it's the kipper. It, yeah, yeah that, that's actually the kip. <laughs> in German, it would be the kipper. <laughs> We're not talking about cigarettes. Um, and uh, that, that's why when we are talking about a muscle up, which is a strength movement, you're not allowed to start your muscle up in an anterior pelvic tilt. And that's something a lot of people don't understand and they do it wrong every time in a competition and get the no rep. Yeah. So I think this is a difference. This is something that really like started in Germany in competitions here. Actually, this, this started from Ranjit Bachu. Ah yeah, well true. He because but he especially does does it in like in a neutral position and he yeah kind of he just goes up yeah he just goes up yeah. vertically yeah. But lots of people just can't hold the neutral position. Mm -hmm. um, so for most people, it's a little bit better to hold the um, posterior pelvic tilt, the PPT, the hollow body position. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, but thing with that is a lot of people when they start pulling they also contract the abdominals the abs mm -hmm. um, and then the legs come slightly forward a little bit of that is completely okay in a competition just a little bit because there is a difference of contracting abdominals and really using a kip mm -hmm. so that, that's a slightly difference and good judges should see that um But the the real the, really the the big problem with that is uh, really having the switch from the anterior into new into posterior. What is really it's actually a big movement when you hang on the bar. I saw a video today. I, I showed that to you. Yeah. 
um, where someone is doing that. Matthew, when you hear that, you know which video uh, I'm talking about. <laughs> um, it was not Matthew. <laughs> um, it, th th that's something that brings you over the bar just by the kip. And it should be something that should be done by your strength. So um, that's why we have this rule for the competitions that you have to be in a neutral or posterior uh, pervicted. Um to get the rap badge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the thing I always had to say I I have to say I like the pull up, uh, the muscle up performed in that way. I like it aesthetically, and I think you can move great weights with it. I especially like the vertical uh, one, as I'm explosive puller and yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. the way I like to pull them especially. They're different But, techniques. Yeah, um, I think. The, the problem with this or the problem or something that needs like uh, a lot of clearing up and I think so that people know this while going into the competition is um, even as a judge it's not that easy to judge uh, yeah. I feel like I, I judged the German competition for example and mm. it was one of the first times or actually the second time this rule was uh was actually used in a competition no it was the third, third time. time okay and um i have to say i'm not the muscle up expert uh and i watched a lot of videos and tried to analyze a lot before going there but still depending on the anatomy of from person to person especially if they didn't know about this rule It was very difficult to say yes or no because uh, sometimes, especially in the competition in Vienna, for example, people um, held their pelvic and they arched their back, and back there they they gave a no rep, which I kind of feel is stupid since biomechanically it's the way to pull, it's the best way to recruit muscle. And if you look at Pelo, Pelcor, for example, like he has a tight pelvic, but he only used the arch in the back to get up. Mm -hmm. And I think they didn't count his 50 kilograms muscle up back then. I think it I was just, 45 or something. And the 45, I think I counted, I don't know. Yeah, or maybe. I, I, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember, but yeah. And that's that's a thing that like should be allowed, for example. But uh, for some people, or especially uh, ring muscle up with girls, it's not easy to tell. Uh, so it's it's something where I think it needs judges that really know where to look. Yeah. And uh, and that's the thing that makes it hard to to parameter. Um, like one thing I said, for example, uh, one argument I brought is. In Italy, they principally always used uh, obstacles uh, for for competitions. So, if you touch the, the obstacle, you you were out, and they had like weight categories with different um, distances. And I talked uh, with somebody today who said they would try to put a coefficient in so that if you're a bigger person, it's more far away because otherwise it's not fair. That's uh, they, like, they don't know about weighted muscle up. Yeah, principally uh, that w that was like his idea. Maybe maybe it would be possible to do that way to put in a rule to put yeah like you said 
there the kip doesn't count like they don't look at your hip kip only at if you keep your legs because it's easier to give a valid muscle up or not valid muscle up which is in this competition without any doubt more difficult for sure um yeah um we had that conversation about um uh this obstacle before people mm -hmm. actually i had that today yeah. <laughs> um i was talking about that with some people um the problem with this obstacle in front of an uh of someone is if you never know how tall the person is that does the muscle up and some people who are very tall they or have long arms and stuff like that long arms long legs very tall um big feet <laughs> even big feet um they have to to do a little they swing a slightly little bit more forward than someone who's a little shorter mm -hmm. that's the natural way of pulling and what is mostly not thought of from people who put the obstacle in front of it if you pull your your muscle up and you swing very far forward you actually don't help yourself up the bar as when you do that you the the the, the, the swing you have will pull you so much far away from the bar actually that you won't get the transition and that's something you just experience when you do really heavy muscle ups and when you look at heavy muscle ups all the people who do good weighted muscle ups they never swing very far forward because of that because you have to go up not vertical uh, they, not, they not put, in a horizontal they very very vertically usually yeah A very good example is the 45 kg muscle up of Frederik Emerson at the German Championships. Yeah. That was something I've, I think I've seen less people who did such a good muscle up with, yeah. and he did it with 45 kg, yeah. and that's just possible because he, he doesn't swing. He's close to 50, there, right? He's close to 50. I think he's gonna make it next year, definitely. Um, that's something very underestimated that. You, if you swing too much forward, it just pulls you so far away from the bar that you just don't get the transition. Yeah. And that's why you don't need any obstacles. It's just not needed. Mm -hmm. Maybe for the upper part, like when, like to not keep your legs forward. I mean, it's something you see. That's a new rule too, for example, that wasn't implemented in the German championship in the transition. When your legs go yeah, forward, yeah. it counted as a rep and now... No, it, it looks isn't. like it won't. It isn't. Um, the good thing for... It's not only in the German championships. It's also all over Europe now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, that's what I said. Like, it wasn't in German and will be all over Europe yeah, yeah. from now on. Um, actually, you have to do the muscle-up in one motion. So that goes for every movement you do. When you go... When you're in the... In the when you go up in the movement... And while you're not on the position yet and you have a little uh, stopping, that's okay. But as soon as you go down a little bit, the rep is not valid. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the rule for the, those people who, whose legs come up. Yeah. That normally happens in the transition. Mm -hmm. And um, people try to save the rep going a little bit down and hyping themselves up 
with uh, the shift of the weight of the body and the um, the weight they have on on the belt yeah. um, to to keep to up keep a little bit. Yeah. So that's that, that that why this route is is up now. Um, so we avoid that and we don't need any obstacles in front of it because this route just fix it. Mm-hmm. So that's a very very easy way. So I guess people will start to have to make muscle muscle ups in a strict way now. In a in very the, strict way, yeah. In a, in a do like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we will wrap this episode up. We hit the 50 minutes mark. That's pretty well. <laughs> I just I just like the German episode. I think I think yeah, we covered everything. Much. I can think. The only thing we we will talk about probably in another. Um, episode which will all be about accessory work yeah. we will talk about accessory work for pull-ups useful uh, useful exercises to use useful exercises to start with and get stronger and, and increasing your, your performance alright um, what we would love to is if you, if, if you did like this episode please share it on show, social media um, tag Nick where, where can we find you For me, okay. you can you can find me on Instagram, uh, Nick with uh, underlined Tibu, mm-hmm. um, and also of course Bubble Coaching, a bar minus Coach uh, Bell Coaching. Dot de. Uh, where do we find you? I say you find me on Instagram too, uh, Dennis underscore Callis or Stenix underscore. So there's like two underscores. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, And yeah, if you like to shoot us some messages, hit us up. If you want to increase your performance on weighted stuff, you're very welcome to shoot me a message. And if you want to step up your statics games, you better shoot a message to Dennis. So, perfect. And then we make you a monster. (laughs) Have a good one. Have a good one. Have a good one.